I had a post-it note on my, on my computer for a long time that said, stop designing for your friends. And, uh, we tend to also not just look at other stuff, but we make something. And then in the back of our mind, we're thinking, okay, when I make this, will Matt and Grizzly and Scott like it? And that stifles us too, because then you're making something instead of for your clients, you're making it for your Instagram or you're making it so that you can throw it up on the Slack channel and, and get props from, from the guys that you respect. And that's also a trap. The Side Hustlers Perspective Podcast is fuel for your mind and creative grind. Each week, we break down the art of healthy hustling, getting out of your own way, and growing your creative business. What's going on? You're listening to episode 231 of the Side Hustlers Perspective Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Scotty Russell, and my mission is to put you in a position to turn your side hustle into your main hustle. Follow along with my latest art, design, and tips on mindset, motivation, and marketing on Instagram at Coach Scotty Russell, and all things podcast at Side Hustlers Perspective. Today's overview. There's a lot of people struggling right now due to circumstances outside of their control. And at the same time, there's a lot of things within your control. And there's a lot of opportunities buried within the shitstorms that we could be taking advantage of. Despite your circumstances and the chaotic state of the world, self-care and betting big on your creative pursuits are investments that will only benefit your current and future self. Today, we are back for round two featuring my creative collective of bearded brethren. I got Jason Craig, Josh Grizzly-Wheeler, and Matt Dawson back on. So peep out episode 210 for round one. That has been one of the most shared and listened to episodes of this year. And so, of course, we got to bring them back. And I think you'll get a lot of value of that. So again, episode 210. But these cats bring such a unique perspective and so much energy and experience to the table. So making this a staple tradition on the show is a no-brainer. In today's episode, we talk shop on making moves during uncertain times, keeping the creative spark alive and well, avoiding the thirst trap of creating for friends, hobbyist versus professional mindset, the beauty of a day job, funnel cakes, and so much more. My goal with this episode is to highlight that despite uncertain time, there are always going to be opportunities available to unlock new levels in your own lane. But before we get started, could you do me a solid? This show grows because of dope souls like you sharing the good word with your family, your friends, or your following. It would mean the world to me as well as these fellas if you took a screenshot or a video of you working to this in the background. Tag us over on Instagram stories at Side Hustlers Perspective so we can connect and I can reshare the love back. As always, keep an open mind and act on anything that inspires you today. Let's go. Welcome back to the now Side Hustlers Perspective Podcast. I don't know if y'all even knew this, but I just changed the name recently. Um, today, I am joined again by Josh of Grizzly Wheeler, Matt Dawson of Stay Gray Ponyboy, and Jason Craig. How is everyone doing before we dive back in? Fantastic. How you doing? Great, man. I've been looking forward to this for a couple weeks now. Grizzly, how you doing? I'm good. Matty D, how you doing? <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm stoked. Uh chop it up with you guys again last time was a lot of fun so been looking forward to today well and i was i was uh, sharing with you in the pre-recording last time we got together was episode 210 i have all the other links to all the other episodes that you've all been on here your your podcast family and episode 210 has been one of the most highly listened to and shared episodes of 2021 so far so let's make lightning strike twice and do a heavy listener-based q a show today um but first i want to make sure in case someone is new here we just do a quick, brief Wikipedia page summary about yourselves. Again, in the show notes, I have links to all your episodes. So let's just go around in order 
um, via who I see in my blocks first. So we'll do Jason, Grizzly, Matt, and we'll dive in. So uh, my name is Jason Craig. I'm an illustrator, graphic designer, muralist, speaker, know-it-all, loudmouth, uh, whatever, from uh, Augusta, Georgia. I've uh, been designing for 23 years, and I've been working for myself for the last two. I'm Josh Grizzly Wheeler, over in Charleston, South Carolina, printmaker. Been the been in this game for about 10 years. I'm Matt Dawson, uh, aka Stay Graded Pony Boy. I'm based out of Austin, Texas, and I'm a product designer by day and a branding and identity designer all other times, as well as the um, founder of Crop creative conferences once upon a time 2022 right we shall be back i need it here's i need it desperately i'm missing it um okay well let's dive into these questions we blasted out on our stories just kind of like crowdsourcing what are people struggling with what do they want to see us touch on topic wise so we're just going to blast through a bunch of these today and it seems like again for the pre-recording it seems like the pandemic has really screwed a lot of people up and now with this whole delta we're not going to go political we're not sharing in our opinions on these things like too many people get triggered on this and that's not what this is about today this is about us uh, hopefully inspiring you to take some action and making moves with your creativity. So um, first off, Judy okay. Uh, Judy is okay. We love Judy here. Um, she wants us to know how has COVID, the pandemic, affected your day-to-day grind? Is it better or worse? You know, we can uh, kind of talk about pandemic for the first segment here because I know a lot of people are struggling with trying to bounce back and just make moves with the world going to shit, it feels like, from the news. Uh, and then we'll bounce around to the other topics. But um, let's go, uh, let's start with Matt, go Grizz, then Jason, opposite that order. Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of wild to believe that we're, what are we, like 18 months into this now? Um, you know, I, I, I feel like pandemic-wise, it didn't really affect me as much as it might have other folks, because like I've been, you know, I, I've been used to working from home and working for myself. Um, it was, it was kind of weird because I had just started a new job, right? Whenever the pandemic hit. So I, I got like two weeks of, um, of, you know, like interacting with real life, actual human beings and like being in like a different setting outside of my, uh, outside of my home office. And then it was like, boom, right, right back to working from home. So luckily for me, I mean, I'd been doing that for like five years prior um, so, you know, the, the grind of working from home and, you know, getting up and handling shit is just kind of, it was old hat for me. So like, I felt like I was pretty primed for it. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it, it hasn't, it hasn't really messed with my workflow as much as it's messed with other aspects of my life. But yeah. if anything, it's, it's fucked the whole conference scene for you. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the socialization, um, you know, is, you know, not having that is kind of weird because then we, we have to kind of uh, depend on, you know, like our devices, our, our our phones and screens and iPads and everything for like interaction and inspiration. Like I, I miss real world hangouts and real world um, inspiration, you know, not just constantly double tapping and, uh, <laughs> you know liking stuff and i i'm glad to see all of y'all on zoom today but you know i'd much rather be hanging out having a having a beer with you or something right and you know what i want to change this from specifically talking about covid and pandemic i feel people are 
worn out from this topic and conversation. I don't want it to be like that. So I want it to be more centered around with these questions. How do you navigate, make moves and stay creative during uncertain times? I feel like maybe that's like a better lane to take this through. So, um, but let's just finish this question in terms of like pandemic wise, like Grizzly, how has this affected your day to day routine? Has it affected your business, you, what you do? I mean, it's, I've been very, it's done been very well for us. I mean, I know a lot of people are suffering, but um, yeah, I mean, I'm, <laughs> this has been as crazy as it's ever been since I've started this. It's only getting like better. But the problem now is that the supply chain is starting to show the trimmers. Like I literally just bought over thousands of hats a few minutes ago because they go in literally a minute because the distributors are all drying up, which talking to other print shop owners, it's going to get dicey for the foreseeable future. But maybe that's where I have an advantage because I'm not a giant shop. So there's not as much on the line. And we recently bought a house, which was a crazy blessing that happened out of nowhere. And I'm literally building out my own compound as we speak, like uh, just kind of that was always my vision, my goal. And it's been really good. And I mean, I feel bad for a lot of people that are suffering, but um, if you keep your head up, I'm not a person that used to be like this, but I'd always hear successful entrepreneurs like you got to find the opportunity. There's a lot of opportunity out there right now. You just got to be, you got to, you got to quiet the noise for a minute and just kind of meditate a little bit or just kind of look at what's happening. Cause there's always opportunity. But I mean, I, Jason, for example, just talking to him uh, cause I know he went out on his own. And then all this insanity happened. And I mean, I couldn't be more stoked for him because it seems like he's crushing, but he does a great job. And right now there's so many people that um, probably weren't that good in the first place and they're getting shaken out. So the people that were great that maybe couldn't break through, they're breaking through now because they're good at what they do. And there's plenty, there's work, there's plenty of work out there if you can get it done. But yeah. Plenty of work, literally. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks for the kind words, Chris. Um, now for me, for me, and I've experienced every aspect, I, I've experienced every aspect of this thing. Uh, and uh, I've tried hard to, to navigate it the best way. I tried to continue to do things as normal as possible, but it, it, like a lot of people, I lost all the jobs that I had. I didn't really have anything to fall back on. And so I really had to reassess and, and, and find the, the kind of like the silver lining in it. And, you know, a lot of times as creatives, as business owners, we tend to kind of build the ship as we're, as we're piloting it. And it's hard for us to, to, you know, stop, do the maintenance, do the repairs and, and change course. And, and that's the way that I see this is, is it was a hard stop for a lot of us. And that's an opportunity to reevaluate. I managed personally to shed off a lot of old habits and kind of re imagine the way that I do business and the way that I design. And after 20 some years of doing things one way, I finally started a new way of doing it. And it's been very great for me. And so I don't think that would have happened without this. I don't think that I would have been able to just say, okay, I'm going to take a month or two off so that I can reevaluate how I work. But it's, it's just kind of like calling time out, you know, in a basketball game or football game, and you just kind of get over there and, figure out a new game plan and then go back out and attack. Can you give an example of that? Like what have you had to, yeah, switch up? 
Yeah. So a great example, I, I mean, a specific example is that uh, I wasn't going to be able to see a lot of my clients face to face. And a lot of the clients that I got were smaller. It went from being bigger projects to a lot of smaller projects and, and a high volume of projects. And so it kind of made the, the margins a lot smaller. So I wasn't making as much money on the projects. And so I had to do them as efficiently as possible. And so I got into, you know, doing really rudimentary sketches and sending them off to people. I do three or four sketches a day and send them off and getting approvals from sketches. And then I would spend the next amount of time, you know, making the real thing as opposed to before where I would do a fully fleshed out design and hold it up and be like, Hey, hope you like it. And if they didn't like it, you just were basically starting over. And so the, the thought of having to do a job twice was really the thing I needed to get rid of. And so doing these sketches really helped a lot. And, and it was actually a mirror union that showed me hit one of his sketches and they're really horrible. And I was like, you show those the clients. He's like, yeah, all the time. And so it kind of gave me the confidence to show really basic sketches for concept. And, and, and the thing is that people can look at your Instagram. They can look at whatever you've put out there to see the quality of your work. And it's the quality of that work, why they called you in the first place. So you don't necessarily have to show them a finished product to see if they like it. You can show them an idea. And based on that, I've kind of grown that into my business model. And sometimes it, it does a lot for me. One, it, it builds up a lot of confidence in projects because I already know they like my idea. And that makes it so it's where it race to the finish line and it's all, it's all technique and application after that. But the other thing it does is it, it speeds up the process so much because if, you're ha if you have that burst of, of creativity in the shower or driving down the road, you can pull over and, and draw it really fast and text it to them and be like, yo, what do you think of this idea? And the really cool part about it on a client side is if they don't like the idea, there's nothing really invested in it. It's just like, no, I'm not feeling that. And you're like, oh, okay, well, that was just a sketch anyway. I'll get back on the road. I, I like that. I like switching this shit through the lens of like finding the opportunity in a shit storm. Um, Matt, I want to ask you next, but real quick for me, the opportunity during this whole pandemic is everyone's online and realizing like, Hey, I got let go from a safe day job. There's probably other people out there who are honestly living in fear of like, Oh my God, my job is so uncertain. And for me, I'm like, okay, let's leverage that for me. We all live in uncertain times. And to me, there's never been a better time to bet on yourself and build something for yourself outside of your day job, outside of your nine to five in this educational online space opened up for me. Everybody's at home or getting furloughed, losing their jobs. I'm like, Hey, like I'm over here trying to help people build something to hedge against that bet. So like, it's been a, it's a, been a blessing in disguise for me, the pandemic and everything happening, me being at home and just grinding with people online who are looking to build something for themselves. But Matt, what's some, some type of opportunity that you've seen the silver lining and everything? I feel like you have a lot more downtime because you know, life isn't as normal as it once was. So you have, you know, you have more windows in which to do stuff that might've been occupied by something before. Um, so whether or not that's more time for yourself um, to do personal things that you like, to take care of yourself health-wise, if it's more time to learn a new skill, um, I feel like we've had a lot of windows open because of, uh, you know, creature comforts that we're used to from everyday life and now you know we just have a lot more time on our hands and I feel like there's no right way uh in which to use that extra time but for me you know like I've been trying to level up 
my illustration game. I built a font recently, you know, like killing it, dude. I think on episode 210, you talked about testing out your illustration work. And now it's like, I can see it really progressing with this uh, vehicle series you've been doing. So mad props to you. Actually, let's uh, keep talking. I'll pull it, throw it up. Yeah, no, thanks, man. Uh, and, and it's funny because last time whenever we talked, whenever we talked about that particular illustration, I think it was some tiger or something, you know, I really wanted to, but I didn't have any windows, you know, or at least, you know, I, I wasn't finding them. Maybe I wasn't looking hard enough, but that was still whenever things were pretty pedal to the metal. Um, but, you know, now life's a little quieter. It's a little bit slower. And, um, you know, I'm I'm trying to use this time to like level up some skills that I've always wanted to improve upon. And um, I mean, it's a great opportunity. Yeah, I love it. As well as opportunity in like making fonts. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm not itching to do another one anytime, anytime soon, but I did have a lot of fun with that. And, um, you know, it, it was a really interesting process. It was kind of like a, like a bucket list thing. But um, yeah, props to any typographers out there that that do that on a on a regular basis because it, it, it's intense. But, um, you know, it had, had it not been for, you know, all this extra time that we have, I, I never would have done that, you know? And hell, like, I, honestly, like, I, I struggled to finish it in, in general, you know? Like, finally, like, I just released it. Like, I, I think I sent it to all of y'all and I was like, fuck it done is better than perfect you know I, i'm sure i'm gonna get emails from people that bought it like oh the kerning on these two these two characters are off and this and that but you know i, I couldn't scrutinize over it I, I wanted to get it out into the world and um you know just like have that i didn't get that email get that email i didn't get that email <laughs> uh we must not be in the loop grizzly we're not heavy designers i guess i i got the, i got that email it's on its way it's on its way <laughs> of course of course <laughs> it's in the mail yeah I, I wrote down the dropbox link on a piece of paper and mailed it to you a lot of people are lacking creativity during these times i don't have context of why but how do you all keep that shit fresh what are you doing like grizzly i, I feel like you live in a a day-to-day -day, here's the print job here's the print job here's the vendors like how do you keep shit fresh in your world or how do you all um, keep the creativity pumping? I mean, it definitely, it's there. It just gets battered by the, uh, also, sorry to interrupt you. This question was from Augusta creatives. Any solutions for lack of creativity during uh, uncertain hard times? Um, you can always do ayahuasca that that could help probably. <laughs> that will work. <laughs> yeah. Is there a reserve in Indian reserve anywhere close? So there's a church in Orlando. I think you can pay 600 bucks to go do it, but that was in a Netflix special. <laughs> sold no but uh i think it's there it's just some of us get battered over time worse than others and it kind of gets buried but uh i'm kind of in that place now where i'm i get i'm not gonna say thinning the herd but uh i'm not taking everything anymore like i'm kind of being selective and sorting the the tire kickers from the people that you know really need print work done or, or really need the help and the guidance to get to the finish line because taking all that work has just smothered my ability to just think like have quiet moments to think and I mean you got to do that sometimes to uh I mean you got to pay the bills but I've realized like all the money in the world doesn't matter because if you don't have time to spend it or it doesn't matter it just it means nothing so I'm kind of uh to reignite that uh 
creativeness, I'm kind of being more choosy. So I have a little more time to space out and think, cause you need, you need that quiet time, like to get it bubbling again, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Like how are you finding new offerings to provide people, you know, instead of here's the standard t-shirt or the poster. I mean, you know, how do you stay on top of like, Oh shit, these people are doing something cool. How can I find a vendor to do that too? I mean, yeah, that, uh, I mean, I'm just, I think at this point there's so much shit out there that if you do quality work and I mean, we're not the best, but I'm always trying to be better and put the best stuff out there and just kind of me personally take care of people and make good stuff and then kind of see where the trends are going and in different products and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, it's, that's where those quiet moments help sort that out to wonder what you could do with this or, or push the limits of things. And I mean, me personally, I've definitely been buried, which is an amazing thing because we were able to buy this house and everything. But uh, yeah, it's, um, yeah, I'm not going to keep going about that, but ask those other two guys that make stuff on <laughs> computers all day long. <laughs> so for me, like I, and, and I, you know, people see me do a lot of different things. And a part of that is because I don't look at creativity as any one thing. I don't see it as a, as a, I'm an illustrator, I'm a typographer, I'm a designer or painter. It's, it's that I've got this vessel that I just have this desire to fill every day. And it, it gets full with a lot of different things. I mean, talking to you guys is going to fill that vessel up a good bit. And so at the end of the day, which is usually about 530, I'm, I'm fulfilled. You know, I was like, my, my vessel is full and I'm good to go. And, and other days it's painting. Uh, some days it's, it's making a logo. Uh, I definitely lost my passion for screen printing. I, I could give a fuck if I ever screen print another poster again right now. And uh, you know, Grizzly doesn't have that option. Grizzly can't say I lost my passion for screen printing because that's his vocation. You know, for me, it was a hobby and then it wasn't fun anymore. So I quit doing it. Uh you know, I, I got back to drawing a lot of stuff by hand because it kind of sparks a lot of different different avenues and things. And, and I kind of like for a long time, I was doing mostly procreate stuff. And I was like, oh, this is so fast. This is so fast. But then lately I've been filling up sketchbooks and being like, I can burn through ideas so much faster. And I still, I'll be on a sketchbook and I'll do something and I'll double tap it like I'm going to undo Same. something. I'll start like pinching and zooming on a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for me, it's like I can shift my focus somewhere else. And so if if... If I'm not, if I'm not hitting this thing over here, I'll, I'll move over to this other spot. But, but never is there a day where I sit here staring at the floor going, Oh, I'm not creative today. I can't come up with anything good. I just, I just shift it. And, and luckily my client base is so diverse that if I'm, if I can't figure out this branding thing, I don't toil. I, I move on to something else. I know that I can figure out. And that's where that sketching comes back. I look at the sketch. I was like, well, this is approved. I can draw it. And I know I can draw today. And I don't mind too, like if I draw something that doesn't work, I'll throw it away and start over because I enjoy that part. I, I enjoy drawing. And so that's, that's a, that's a part that in itself sparks creativity to me. Now, like I said, if you ask me to screen print a poster, I'd be like, nah, I'm going to, I'm going to have some else do that. Cause I'm not fooling with that right now, but there might be a time in six months from now or a year from now or 10 years from now that I'm like, Oh, I want to start another screen print studio and, and make posters again. So I understand about losing the spark, but you just have to shift it somewhere else. I like that. What about you, Matt? Um, you know, remaining inspired. I, I, I feel like, uh, I don't know. It, it's kind of a, a full-time job because like, I feel like we should be 
getting inspiration from from everywhere around us you know like i mean i think as designers and creatives sometimes like it's tough to turn off like what we're inspired by if it's like an old badge on a car or you know uh, a, a package you know package design at the grocery store um i feel like that that stuff's always going like i, I think as designers you know like one one thing that we need to maybe do less of is um looking within like our own our own ecosystem for inspiration and creativity because as opposed to instagram if you're doing a job for a client and your your pinterest board or your mood board is all stuff from other designers i you know i i struggle to find where the where the inspiration is there because at a certain point it just becomes a recycling of styles you know like we're we're all dipping from the same punch bowl you know like that the punch is just going to taste the same and you know I, I feel like that that gets you know that gets a i don't know kind of a, a a dilution going in the design world actually tougher to get inspired because you know we're just we're looking at everybody else's lane um so you know trying to trying to just be inspired by different things that are a little bit outside of like you know the norm i feel like uh, we could all benefit from you know as as designers and I, I think our discipline like our field in general could benefit from a little less of you know everything looking similar and you know let's fucking blow it out a little bit try to try to make a new style you know like i i get wanting to try something else but you know it's tough to stay inspired that way i would say to add on to matt if i've learned anything over the last couple of years is how as some, as i was working seven days a week grinding my ass off i've realized how important break time is like break time away from everything because that's like matt's right when you're sitting here looking at all you're ever looking at is a gallery of everyone else. How are you supposed to develop your own style? Because I think naturally as humans, you're going to start to copy. You're going to start to parrot what you're seeing, even though you don't even know you're doing it. So I agree with that. You do copy, but like to add on to what Matt's saying even farther, like uh, I had a post-it note on my, on my computer for a long time that said, stop designing for your friends. And uh, we tend to also not just look at other stuff, but we make something. And then in the back of our mind, we're thinking, okay, when I make this, will Matt and Grizzly and Scott like it? And that stifles us too, because then you're making something instead of for your clients, you're making it for your Instagram or you're making it so that you can throw it up on the Slack channel and, and get props from, from the guys that you respect. And that's also a trap, you know, cause, cause even like the self promo stuff, you know, uh, you make something you want to send people and we're sending it to each other. Well, you're not my client. <laughs> I mean, you need to make stuff that, that the clients are going to appreciate and the, the restaurants we work for are going to like and all that. And so, uh, not designing for your friends, I think is a, is a tough thing to do because we want the lot, you know, we want that, the, to get props from our peers, but is that the Absolutely. best thing for yeah, us? I, I think that's a, that's a great point. And, you know, I'm, I'm totally, you know, I, I'm totally guilty of doing that. Um, and you're right. It, it's definitely a trap, Jason. And it's, it's funny too, because, you know, like we're, we're screwing up the parameters of the project then like, like we're no longer designing for like, what's the best solution for the client. Like we're being a little bit selfish and, you know, I, I, I love you guys, but y'all yeah. never paid me for shit. You know, like I, 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 I need my clients to pay me. You know? <laughs> I, need, I, I need to impress them. Um, 
but yeah, that's that's a that's a hell of a point. I pay you in heart emojis. Pay you in friendship. And to be fair, those weren't my words. My wife walked into my office and told me that stop designing for your friends, and I wrote it down and put it on my on a post it. Way to go, V. Yeah. And I'm gonna throw a curveball in here. A lot of people are struggling with the creativity. One, get your ass up and move. Like, go take some fucking walks, get away from your screen, drink more water, get more sleep, turn off the TV, stop watching the news, like, get away from all of these things and eat better. Like, a lot of people have brain fog that they don't know. Like, this is the shit I'm learning with my coach. A lot of people eat too much refined foods and lack of sleep and drink shitty, sugary stuff and it's giving you brain fog and you're blaming it on outside external sources when really it's the shit you're consuming or not consuming and not doing and not moving that you're getting yourself stuck and you don't need a fancy pill from your doctor to get you going again or you're overstimulated you've had too much caffeine like there's so many different circumstances at play that you're responsible for and it's and a lot of time we like to seek and blame like an outside external source of why we're not feeling creative at times when really it's you're doing it to yourself, you're self-sabotaging. And I'm only speaking towards it because that was me. I was fighting burnout. I was feeling like shit for a good majority of the year. And then I get with this dude. He's like, dude, are you doing this, this and this? And I'm like, yep. And he's like, well, try removing all these things. Try doing this differently. And it's like things cleared up for me massively. And I didn't need a fancy pill. I didn't need to pound 17 monsters in order to do something, you know, it was just all little things I can make changes for myself. So, um, speaking to creativity too, I got my uh, upcoming new fall, um, 2021 student, Drew Ordway. I want to give him a shout out, but he says, do you have any advice for being creative on a deadline? I feel like I could flow this one off this. Um, he says when the project is due, but your creativity is just not flowing that day. What do you do? I'm glad I'm not his boss. (laughs) (laughs) Let him have it in a lovingly empowering, encouraging way. Cause maybe we're missing some contacts from him. I mean, somebody once told me that, that they said that I can design with a gun to my head and that's a talent. And I was like, that's not a talent. It's a fucking job. And that's it. You know, sometimes, sometimes it's Friday at three and you got one foot out the door and a client calls and says, yo, I got to get a thing out by five. And you just have to sit your ass back down and get it done. That was corporate life for me. It was always a freaking hail Mary at the end of the day. Right. And if you can't do that, and I mean, it's not a, it's not a thing that you want to do. If you're doing that every single day, that means you got a different problem. But if you can't do that on occasion, then you really need to get back into the batting cage and practice and practice and practice because you know, when it's, when it's game time, you're supposed to deliver. And and I will give this dude props. Like he's a very talented designer for sure. Oh, I'm so. sure. I'm sure. Yeah. I will, I will say this about that. Not being, like a designer uh without being rude that's called being a grown-up like you know sometimes you know you got to work after it's not glamorous it's not romantic and i it's just being a grown-up being a grown-up is doing all the shit nobody sees that no one thinks about like you know it's just being a grown-up i mean you got grizz you have real actual like scenarios where like your ac could go out and it could be 150 degrees and you have a thousand shirts to print i mean i have machines act up and stuff and like uh my wife's watched me throw shit around the shop and people probably hear yelling outside uh just because it's out of frustration because it's like what's funny is when i finally switched the gear of not i don't get pissed off about anymore because i didn't want to accept that this is reality 
what can go wrong will go wrong. And when you learn to wake up every day, not hoping there'll be problems, but understanding there's probably going to be problems. And instead of hoping the whole day goes without problems, when you wake up accepting there's going to be problems, you move through them faster and easier. It doesn't emotionally wreck you or screw up your day. And I used to be the opposite. I'd wake up like, I hope today goes perfect. It never fucking goes perfect. But now when the days go really well, I appreciate it more, but I don't freak out as much on every other day when shit goes down. Cause it always, the more this fucking gets bigger, the more it does more machines, more clients, more just the more you scale, the more responsibility. What, what is the word responsibility means you are able to respond. And what is it? Yeah. True yeah. test of characters. How do you respond to bullshit? Yeah, but a step above responsibility is accountability. Mm. You got to be. You have to be. You got to be accountable. I mean, it, it's got to come back on you. If you can't get the job done, it's not because of, you know, it's not because I was doing whatever or any reason. Because no matter what Grizz's problems are, the client doesn't give a shit. No, they, they never, they don't care. They gave you their money. Where's my shit? If you don't have it, I'll find yeah. somebody else. And like, my job every day is to keep everybody happy enough and myself after that that I want to keep doing it, but I also don't lose them because for whatever reason, I mean, that that's what a couple of times I've been asked, like, how do you get to work with the people you work with? Well, you don't see all the stress and all the after hours because you can either fucking deliver or you can't. And that's how you get to work with the, with the, the cool, coolest people because they don't fuck around. They don't have time for that shit. They don't have, they don't want to pay twice. They want to pay once and get it done. Like it's that simple. And not everybody can do that because it's a lot of stress. Um, <laughs> it's just how it is. It's never going to change. It's never going to change. Matt, do you have anything you want to add on that before I dive back in? Um, you know, I, I, I think I understand where, where this guy's coming from. Um, I, I don't know, like maybe because I'm very much, uh, performs under pressure kind of designer. Um, so like I, I feel like whenever whenever it is down to the wire, like that's whenever I don't know if it's like like a fight or flight creativity instinct that comes in and like helps me get through it. But you know, like if you know his question, like I don't know if he meant to word it this way, but you know, like if you're talking about like the day it's due and creativity is not flowing, then like that portion of the question right there seems like a pretty inherent problem. Like creativity is not flowing, and it's the day it's due. You know, like, when did this project start? What external things prevented you from getting that flow started earlier? You know, was it, you know, did you have too much stuff on your plate? You know, like, did you, you know, did you maybe mismanage your priorities and responsibilities for this particular project? You know, like, um, a lot of times it's not so much a creative block as it is, you know, a, a mismanagement or, you know, like, like a misuse of your time and your energy and your resources. Overcommitted or lack of initiation, uh, initiative. And again, Drew, we're not attacking you here. We're just speaking at this Absolutely. without context yeah. from a broad perspective. I want to add some nuance to the question though, because uh, I, I wonder too, like, say that it's not it's it's not the deadline it's not the that that part say that you you've you've got a job you have a brief and from the start you know that this isn't going to be a job that is going on instagram it's not going to win any awards it's it's just it's just a crappy print job or it's a 
it's an icon set that nobody's ever going to see, or it's a logo for, a you know, that you don't really want to do get paid and move on. How do you motivate yourself to do that when you know that there's other stuff that you'd rather be doing? How do you, how do you do that one? Dude, that's, that's funny. That's like aligned with a massive question. And maybe you all can, uh, shed some light on this, but like the number one question I get for students is when they start finding their grind with like finding their groove with their side hustle. And now they're at a day job. How do you stay motivated at the day job when there's something else you'd rather be doing? I'm like, I, I had a hard time answering that. So, but I like that if there's something you really want to do, how do you stay motivated to get the other shit done? Cause it's a means to an end. Like you, like all of us would love to just do what we want to do all day. But again, that's called being a grown up. Like you gotta, you gotta, you got you got to build the the footers to the bridge before you can put the fucking bridge together. And, you know, you got to hold the shit up and that's probably the day job. Like you got to cover them bills. You got to cover all that stuff. And like, what was the pre, what was the guy's name for the previous question that we were talking about? I just want to say something to Drew. Like I'll say this, Drew, like speaking to you directly, none of us are trying to criticize or attack you, but like you sound like you're trying to be successful. And if you, how depending on how you take the information we just told you is a big differentiator between the people that are successful and the ones who go hide in the corner and some context on drew too drew didn't have like a design background he is getting into the design game like late after like army and everything and he's really finding his groove quickly so he's newer to the space so i feel like y'all opinion is going to be super helpful i teach my kids all the time hard work outruns talent any day in life because talent gets fucking lazy talent had it a little easier than most and like you just grind it out and take this advice and process it it's going to beat you up a little bit but how you apply it that's crucial to your next phase like because if you can take it and apply it in a productive way that's one of the core elements of like leveling up in this game of life like it just is because not everybody can do that but i i think i I think hearing a little bit more context behind Drew's journey, how he's just now kind of like getting into the the creative field. Um, You know, I think it's important to note to him that design can sometimes be very procrastinating. Like there's this thing called uh, Parkinson's law or Parkinson's theory where like the... And if someone's listening real quick, I'm going to pull up his uh, feed just so we can give him some props after, you know, give him some tough love, but go on. You know, there's this, uh, you know, there's this theory uh, where like the work expands to fill the time that's allowed for it to get completed. So, you know, if you have a deadline that's next Thursday, you're probably not going to finish it today based on that law or that theory. You might finish it Tuesday or Wednesday. And, you know, I, I mean, you guys might work a little differently, but like that, that, that theory is so true for me. Um, and like, I, I don't know what it is that, that makes that a thing, but you know, I, I've, I've talked to a lot of creatives about it and you know, it's, it's totally a phenomenon that happens with us. And like, I don't know if it happens in other fields, but in design and art, I feel like it's pretty evergreen. I think at the end of the day, Drew's just getting his reps in because it's easy for us to just shoot from the hip and talk about this because we've been in the game for so long doing this. Um, but I think at the end of the day, what we're really trying to say and what I try to get across to my students is it's a matter of switching the perspective. Are you a hobbyist or are you a professional? 
Do you show up when it's inconvenient or you just do things when it feels good? You know, my toddler in this scenario is a hobbyist. He wants to do stuff when it feels good, you know, but I'm like, now sometimes we just got to show up and do the work. Like I don't get to draw as much these days because I'm out here doing the work that pays the bills and it sucks. So I have to intentionally carve out time to play to keep that alive, you know, the artist side so it doesn't die. And all these other things are more important, the accounting side, all these other things until I can fully get all this stuff off my plate where I can work on the business versus in the business every day. These are just necessary things. And that's why I think the majority of people out there aren't cut out to do their thing full time. It's fucking hard. Did you say he's like, did you say he's ex-military started late? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Like we, I, it's, we, we started chatting back in like May and he locked in a student spot early, but I'm pretty sure it's like military background so he can figure this stuff out, but it's more taking on the new realms of becoming a professional designer. Yeah. If you're, if you're lit, if you're, if you're ever in a dark moment and you can't find an out mentally, just remember my goofy ass over here in South Carolina. Cause I'm ex-military. I didn't get into this till I was 30. I just turned 40 a few weeks ago. And this is the greatest decision I ever make. So it's not how you start, it's how you finish. It don't Ooh. matter when the fuck you start. Like, it's just that simple. And Drew, I apologize if I've missed in some of this context, but I think I got it right. We're all going in the dirt. Like, you're either going to be laying there uh, wondering what could have been. I said, fuck that 10 years ago. When everything else tells you, follow the follow the game, do this, fuck all that shit. We're all going in the dirt. No, nah, we go against the grain and here. You do what works for you. If it makes you happy, it makes you happy. Fuck everything else. Who cares? You're right, though, Scotty. Like, it is not for everybody, like, doing your own thing. And I don't think it should be everybody's goal to do their own thing. I mean, I, I love I love working on a team. Nothing wrong with having a day job. You know, I love, I love bouncing ideas off other people. You know, I, it was never my goal to work by myself. I'm just I, – I interviewed really well for this job I have. And that's why I'm where I'm at. Yeah, like, I, I almost went, like, a little bit – you know, what would seem like uh, has become like the new path of success for a designer, which is working for themselves. Like, you know, like you might look at me now and think that like I went backwards because, you know, like I, I went back to work for a company uh, last year, but honestly, it's the best decision I've ever made creatively, like professionally. And, um, you know, like I've, I've never been happier. Like I, I, I did the hustle in my own thing and, you know, like I'd worked for people before. But, you know, there's a lot there's a lot that's behind. And like I'm saying this right now, uh, kind of answer a handful of DMs as well. Uh, but, you know, like people always ask me, like, what it's like to to work for yourself. And like, I'm always just very brutally honest with them. I'm like, what you see on Instagram is like such a small fraction. What you see on Dribble, such a small fraction. You don't see the time away from your family, the fractured relationships that that it might cause the mental and physical health aspects of it you know you just see the glitzy you know glamorous side you know the projects that we only want you to see not the shit that we maybe did that took care of this or that and you know it 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 just gets to a point where you know like is that juice worth the squeeze and for some people it is for some people it isn't like i had an amazing opportunity with an amazing company come up and you know i've i've never been happier you know like i'm i'm super stoked about like the the work that I'm doing I'm expanding my skill set and honestly doing that kind of helped reignite the spark for stuff that I was getting burned out from like a branding uh perspective you know so like now that I'm not doing branding and identity all day every day 
I'm really stoked to get into it whenever, whenever the time comes to do that. So, you know, for, for me, it, it worked great. And, you know, just telling anybody listening out there that, you know, there's not a one size fits all uh, success suit for designers. It's whatever works for you at whatever time, at whatever phase in your life you're at, you know. If, if I get one more student telling me they're about to go out on their own, I'm just going to start being like, get a job first before you go out on your own. You just fucking graduate. <laughs> and the beauty of you having that day job is now you get to say hell yes to whatever project comes your way that interests you. And if it's not something that floats your boat and doesn't get your fucking jollies off, you don't have to say yes out of desperation to make a mortgage or put some fucking food on the table. You know, that's the beauty. There's, it's a beautiful thing having a day job. Yeah. And see, for me, for me, it did the opposite. Like for me, I was doing both. I was doing all the work outside of the day job and I had the day job. And for me losing the day job, I got those eight hours back. And you know how I appreciate those eight hours. I got those back every day. And so I do this. I do what I do Monday through Friday, 830 to 530. And then at night I go to baseball games and I get to do all the stuff that, that I didn't get to do before because I was leaving a day job that, you know, I was thinking about the stuff I was going to do after work. And then I would come home, I would do all that work. And then on the weekends I would do that work and I was working constantly. And so by trimming off the day job, it, it gave me that time back and, and it took a big step for me to do it, but it really, a friend of mine uh, that runs a business, he, he came up to me, he's like, do you think that you would make less money? if you didn't have this job? And I was like, ah, I don't know. And the, the answer is no, I won't. I don't make less money. I make more money now. Um, and it's kind of odd, but at the same time, it's, I have to paddle this boat 24 hours a day, whether I'm working or not. I have to always be working. I have to always be cordial to people. I have to always plant seeds. I have to always do these things. And, and it never ends that, that it's not a side hustle. It's a full-time hustle. And it never ends. I like it best. I think, Jason, you said this a while ago on like one of our OG podcast episodes. There's no one size fits all creative career path, just like Matt was saying, too. Yeah, there's not. There's not. I want to say this about Jason real quick is that I don't know if people know he crushes so hard in Augusta that he has his own table at Red Lobster over there. I just don't know if people give me them biscuits. That's right. I have my own table. No, but, I, and that's true though. You have to, you, you have to stay at it. And, and I am not an anti-boss person. I've had bosses give me $5,000 raises before. And if you can't just sit there and say, I can give myself a $5,000 raise right now, then you probably, you know, not ready to work for yourself. I lost a, an $11,000 gig the other day. And if you can't do that, then you shouldn't work for yourself. It's just, it's a, it's a roller coaster that you're not in complete control of. The only thing that you're in control of is that you got on it and then it's in control for whenever you get to climb off of it. And so uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's fulfilling, but it's also anxiety inducing. It's panic inducing. It's, it's a lot of work. Your back is against the wall every day and you're never sure when the next paycheck is going to come from. Like I don't, I've, I've barely made any money in Q3 so far as a recording this Q1 crushed it. Q2 was all right. Q3 has been a little bit slower because I've said no to like everything as I get the next coaching program going. Like you never know where the next cheddar's coming from yeah. when you do this. Well, and, and, and you've also got to, you've also got to really 
pin down like your reason for doing it, you know? Um, is it to spend more time with your family? So you get those eight hours back, you know, like if you felt like that's what you were missing, you know, like, is it to restore balance? Is it, you know, is it for something that's worthwhile? You know, is if it's for clout though, if it's to, if it's to make a, you know, to, to, you know, keep up with the, what's the saying, keeping up with the Joneses, you know, like if it's for that, man, you're getting into some shit that, you know, like that, that might not be worth the squeeze. It's got to be a powerful driving why that's bigger than just like vanity metrics, cool points, brownie points. It's It's got to be bigger than that. I was clout chasing for so long and I'm like, oh man, it, it, I was, I was crawling up the wrong fucking building, you know, using the wrong ladder in the wrong building. And, and if it's because you had a bad relationship with a boss or a company, you know, like that's, that's like one entity that, that doesn't mean every, everywhere else is like that. You know, like I, I think Jason and I had this conversation where, you know, like, you're like, there, there aren't bad, there aren't bad jobs. Like there, there are bad bosses and bad companies, you know? Um, and like, that, that's such a true statement. And, it, it, and that's just like any relationship, you know, like, if you're in that bad relationship, go out, go out, you know, somewhere else, you know, like get in a new relationship, reevaluate re that, but don't, don't cast off relationships forever because that one was bad. And, and you're absolutely right. The, the context of, of how you do your job, it matters, but it's not, it's not everything. It's, it, that's why it's like, you know, like I always say, people probably quit working for Nike every day. People quit working for Apple every day. And while we might hold those up as some kind of dream job that once we work for these people, all things will be great. There's other people, you know, somebody, Pamela Anderson has an ex-husband. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like, uh, it's that's like going, going full-time you or making the full-time leap isn't going to solve all the problems at the end of the day. So I got one more question before we kind of wrap this up. I think this is a fun one. This one comes from Noah H. Arnold. Hanold, Noah Hanold. Okay, I wanted to say Noah H. Arnold, but no, Noah Hanold says, if you could collaborate on something, what would you do? What would it be? You know, I got an idea, but I'll go last. We, we've, we, we've all done stuff together. You know, like, I don't know if we've ever done anything like all three of us, but you know, like I've worked with Jason on stuff. I've worked with Grizz on stuff. Scotty, you and I have worked on stuff. Um, I, 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 don't, I don't really know what all would be like a dream project to do, but like, I, I feel like it could be something really cool because I think we all have unique strengths. And like, I, I think that is How the about best a funnel way. cake franchise. Does that work? There you go. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think uh, collaborating is, you know, it's fun. I, I, I like playing to the strengths of the folks that you're collaborating with. Um, you know, I, I don't know what we could do together, but I'm, I'm sure it'd be fun. And I'm sure I would probably learn a lot from it. Maybe not a funnel cake business, but, um, yeah, I don't really know. What, what would y'all want to do? Like, you, like, 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 like you said, like we've all, I've collaborated with all three of you and me and Matt have passed stuff back and forth for years. I mean, there's tons of brand, I mean, we've done branding projects, just odd illustration stuff. Uh, We've got actually, you know what? I we need to finish that that uh that Queens of the Stone Age project. That's what I would that's what I would do if I could pick you, one. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that because the other day I looked that album up to see when it came out, and because uh, we we missed it, I think we were going to do the thirteenth year anniversary because thirteen or whatever. But um, maybe it was that I don't know. But next year, twenty twenty two, will be the twentieth anniversary of that album. So we we should we should do it for them. All right. So. 
here's an idea. I've been, I'm going to insert myself into this question, Noah, and say it's four of us, not just a menage a trois. We got all four. Um, but for me, it would be how I really enjoy this podcast series that we're kind of doing. Imagine somehow this got turned into a book and then we created an audio book or something from it, from what we're doing today. That'd be, that'd be kind of dope to me if this continued what we're doing and it kept gaining traction. Like imagine us creating a book or something out of it that's hella dopely designed that we could print merch and we can turn this into like an audio book. Look at this guy coming through with a good idea. Yeah, I was supposed to save the best for last year. <laughs> wow. That's huh. what my mind... We're over here talking about stickers. <laughs> yeah. Funnel cakes. Grizz, Grizz, I got some bad news for you, buddy. We're going to screen print the book. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, like the launch party, a launch kit with it. I don't know. To me, that could be really, really dope. I, high on my bucket list is doing some type of book and an audio book within the next couple of years. I'm like, shit, that would be a dope project with the homies. Even if we sold one copy to my mom, that'd be dope. Um, yeah, it's it's got to be something you can hold in your hand, though. It can't just be an audio book. I'm talking about a secondary I'm, version of it for those who love the audio that we do. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. You know? what if so, I make us? What if I make us? Would, uh, would we each take turns reading a chapter, or do we hire somebody? We'll cross that bridge when we what get if, to it. No, it's gonna be us. Hire that golden. I voice? want Grizzly fucking really? yoked what, on his section, just going off this, uh, his chapter. What if we do another one of these podcasts, and I'll make us custom socks, and we'll do the whole video with hand puppets. <laughs> I like the book idea. I'm just I, I wasn't sure if you're gonna go like the red I'm hot chili imagining. pepper route with just the socks and all we wear is just a sock. We'll pretend it's like an old uh an old church uh youth gym doing sock puppet shit. That's hilarious. Um as we sign off, this was dope. I really appreciate y'all time. Um where can people go to find you, support you online? I'm at uh I'm at the the hustler side hustles book project.com now because i think we're going to get about a million dms about that uh no i'm jason the 29th you can find me at jason the 29th.com or crunkfriday.com if uh you want to find me there but instagram is the spot for me right now and if you hit me up i'll usually hit you back i think i figured out the name of the book you could do hustle hard and then cover in parentheses <laughs> hustle hard cover come on guys <laughs> Grizzly Wheeler, yep. give it a goog. That's right. <laughs> give it a goog. Uh, that was tough. This fucking guy. Dad Joe. Up. Okay, so people follow you at Grizzly Wheeler. If you if you choose, choose wisely. <laughs> yeah. Find him at Costco. Matt, where do people will find you too? You can find me on Instagram at staygreatponyboy and um, staygreatponyboy.com. And I'll link up everybody in the show notes. Um, fellas, appreciate you. I'm looking forward to round three and maybe this book can manifest itself into reality one day. But have an incredible day and hopefully we get a kick it maybe at Crop Cons 2022. You know, hopefully that's the at least next time we all get to connect. So uh, later. Love y'all. Peace. There you have it, fam. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Grizzly, Jason, Matt, and myself. Keep a lookout for round three in the future as we will continue to crowdsource topics and questions again. And I'm going to plant a little seed here. There's going to be a change to the format in the podcast in the looming near future where it's going to be more live-based format and streaming where you get to be a part of this episode. So stay tuned for that. But do what you do best. If you found value in what 
these fellas had to say today. Go blow them up on Instagram right now and share with them your biggest takeaway, as even me as well, too. I love hearing from you. Again, share this with your friends, your family, or following. If you found it useful, that would mean the world to us. And you can find the full episode information containing all links and references in the show notes within your current podcast listening app. And one final thing, are you feeling creatively stuck and isolated with your creative pursuits? If so, you are the exact type of person I'm looking to work closely with in a future Side Hustlers coaching program. This is a customized 12-week program for 8 to 12 students somewhere in there. Depends on the applications and the demand and how I'm feeling during that season. But all of us are tapping into the next level of clarity, confidence, community, and accountability and rocking that next level of your creative side hustle. I host this program every spring and fall, so learn more and join the A-list waitlist over at SideHustlersCoaching.com to lock in a spot for the upcoming session. And as I sign off today, I want to give a huge shout out to my podcast editor, Anya Brennan, executive assistant Paige Garland, video specialist Colton Bacher, social media coordinator Hannah Schick, and Nick Jenkins of Bluka for all the dope theme music you hear on this show. And as you finish off your week strong, I want to encourage you to keep showing up, keep putting in the work, and keep creating. You got this.